Hello from ABA Annual Meeting 2017 in New York City. I'm Lawrence Coletti. I'm Roy Zor. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back, our continuing coverage of ABA Annual Meeting here in New York City. We are officially, I guess it's Midtown Manhattan at the Hilton. We're in the ABA's Expo Hall. And joining me today, I have Mr. Royzer. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Excellent. So uh, before we get started, because you were a presenter here at uh, ABA Annual, let's learn a little bit more about you. Where do you work? What do you do? Yeah, so today I'm the CEO of a company called Cybent, which is a cyber education company. It means that we cover uh, educational programs in cybersecurity and cyber intelligence from government agencies, higher education institution, and of course, um, law firms and financial institutions. My background, I'm an Israeli cyber intelligence officer. So I worked for over a decade in a unit called A200, which is the cyber intelligence unit. I'm also a lawyer in Israel, work in the Israeli Supreme Court, work a lot with the legal field. Um, and the financial market. Oh, is that uh, IDF? Yes, the okay. IDF. Excellent, excellent. So you were presenting uh, at an event called It's the End of the World as We Know It, How Cybersecurity and Cyber Intelligence Are Changing the Legal Profession. So in addition to giving me REM flashbacks, what mm-hmm. was your event generally about? So the, the event is about the fact that cybersecurity and cyber intelligence is not just for IT professionals. It's the fact that it affects us as lawyers in the fact that we are one of the main targets for hackers. So that's the side of the security. And the other side is it can be used by us to do more or better due diligence, litigation processes. So we can use it from both sides, the protection and the discovery. Okay, so you're saying it's the end of the world. So Roy, why is it the end of the world? Yeah, so first I wanted to be a bit dr- dramatic, you know, to draw attention, but the world is changing and the world is changing in a way that the, the internet is moving from what we call Web 2.0 to Web 3.0 or the internet of things. More and more devices are connected. It's not just your computer or your smartphone. There are more devices that are connected. More data is going online. So from the security side, the hackers has have more access points to get into our data. And we see increasingly the, the amount of breaches and also the financial damages going from $400 billion a year, $500 billion, and expected to go to $2.5 trillion by, two, uh, by 2020. That's from the security side. And from the intelligence side, more and more data is out there, so it can be used by us for better investigations or, again, for better processes like due diligence and litigation. So I just heard a bunch of lawyers uh, roll their eyes. And so they heard cyber and they just, uh, they tuned out for a minute. But I think we should drive it home. So Roy, you and I were talking a little bit, did a little pregame before. And uh, so you said, you know, a good question would be, how is cyber relevant to attorneys? Let's get right into the meat and potatoes right. of that. So let's start with it. The fact is, let's start with cybersecurity. So 95% of all security incidents involve human error. And this, is, this comes from many researches, uh, especially the IBM research on human awareness. And this fact we need to understand when we think about a law firm or an independent lawyer, our clients, our, our clients give us the most important thing they have, their data, their information, their confidential information. And hackers know it. And hackers target law firms and target lawyers because they know that once they get into a law firm, they get access to thousands, sometimes thousands of other firms and companies. And this is, and this fact is that the target is not the network, but a specific lawyer in the firm. 
which will be the weakest link in the firm. Because hackers know that today, IT, security, defense, or the systems, uh, some, some of them are really, they have advanced technologies that prevent the hackers from going inside. So they are looking for way in. And the way in are the lawyers, the secretaries, the paralegals, the staff. So the first reason is that lawyers are the target. And because they are the target and they have responsibility towards their clients, they need to understand the field. They need to understand how to protect themselves and how to protect their clients and their data. That's one. Well, so let's, uh, let's unpack that just a little bit. So now why are the support staff and some of the attorneys a target for hackers? Like why are they focusing on those individuals? Right. They are looking for the weakest link in the organization. And when I say weakest is the, the, the specific person uh, who knows the least about, uh, uh, about cybersecurity, about how to protect themselves and the networks. So they will probably want to attack the IT professionals or try to get directly into the firewall of the company. But they will try to use different methods from different phishing scams or social engineering scams, which are scams that work they take our human nature and turn it against us. So they take human behaviors like trust or loyalty or things that we, for example, they will send us an, an email that will look like an email from a colleague or from a client, or they, we will, they will place a USB drive in a, in, a, in a specific place that we might find. And there are, I presented in the presentation more than 10 different methods that hackers use to trick us the, as lawyers. So I just heard there was a, uh, a USB drive. I heard uh, phishing. There's smishing, of course. Yes, and yes. And so what are some of the other obvious signs? I mean, I know, uh, you know I've, been, I've worked at places where people say, hey, do not open that email or do not click on that link. Right. And, you know, some people did and it was too late. Right. You've got a virus. And so right. um, help us out with that. So what are some of these more right. obvious ones that people keep an eye out for? Right. So another thing that sometimes people don't think about is Wi-Fi networks, right? So let's think about Wi-Fi networks. First, all the public Wi-Fi networks. We should avoid using any professional materials on public Wi-Fi networks, or at least use a VPN, a virtual private network, uh, 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 which, with encryption, once we are in a public place. And most people, and I've been to many conferences, and I'm asking the audience, most people don't do that. And they think, well, when we are not at our office or when we are not at work, it's okay. But it's not okay because that's the way in. You, for example, you go to the airport, you're in a conference right here. Usually what I do, I didn't do it in this conference, but I changed the name of my phone to the name of the conference. For example, let's call it ABA and I call it free Wi-Fi. Say ABA free Wi-Fi, I open it without a password. I see dozens of people trying to connect to my phone to get a Wi-Fi network. Now I can easily be their access point to the internet and read all their data. People are doing it, lawyers are doing it. That's one reason. That's one thing. Another thing about Wi-Fi networks, for example, is even when you use a, a, a Wi-Fi network that you can trust, but other people use it. For example, the, that's the Wi-Fi networks the hotel gave you. That's not something, that's not a scam. But other people, once they are connected to the same Wi-Fi network, can do what we call ARP spoofing and get your data. So this is just an example of, on, on Wi-Fi networks, which is quite common attack that people are facing. So lawyers out there, listen up. Uh, you want to use your own private hotspots. It's probably recommended when you're out of town. And when it comes to Wi-Fi networks, fear the free. Exactly. Is that a fair, is that a fair yeah, assessment? Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. So I got a, another follow-up question to you. Uh, and so this comes uh, off a recent interview we did with uh, Ms. Sherry Cushman from Cushman and Wakefield. And she, she gave a presentation that uh, contained a lot of uh, business drivers and metrics and, and a lot of uh, reported findings. And basically, it was this survey that they did. They got they received 
Uh, it was about 1,500, actually it was 1,500 responses from a variety of size firms. And there was a, a big survey that everybody filled out. And so one of the things they were talking about uh, was uh, business competition factors. And this is a business in, in terms of a law firm. So the most, like the number one issue that law firms are worrying about was competitive fee structures and how they're going to, you know, set themselves to be competitive with other firms. The other one was recruitment and retention, you know, getting the talent and then also keeping them. But number three, and from what I've been seeing traveling around and growing, is IT security. Mm-hmm. And so what we're hearing more and more often is that sophisticated clients are coming to their attorneys and entrusting them with these important matters. And they want to know for sure that their trusted communications, their information are secure. Are, is, that, is that something that you agree with? Yes, exactly. And we can see last week, for example, it wasn't the law firm, but it was a high profile case. There was an attack against HBO. So HBO was hacked and a lot of data was, was stolen. Some of it for uh, Game of Thrones episodes, but other on, on some of the uh, key figures in the, in, the, in the company and in uh, some of the TV shows there. And actually the hackers stole the data and now they are blackmailing, they are negotiating with the company to get money, millions, in order to avoid from leaking the data. And some of the data has, has been leaked already. So most hackers do it for money and they understand that law firms, again, is a great place for them to get the data, the most confidential data of the big companies, because sometimes the big companies, they are more protected. And again, they are looking for the weakest link. So sometimes the law firm is the weakest link. And we saw this case last year with the high profile case of Panama Papers. And uh, unfortunately, we see it in more and more events. Some of it are, we're, we, we, we don't know about because firms, of course, try to keep it silent. But we see more events and we will see more events like these in the future. So I think this is a very important decision for firms to make to put more efforts and more resources uh, in uh, their IT security. And when I say IT security, not just in buying a new antivirus or a new software, it's about their people. Try to make sure that their people are trained, that they, their people know what to do in order to avoid these kind of attacks. Okay, so I'm here in uh, Watch Those Weak Links, yes. Fear the Free. And, uh, you know, be careful with your IT information out there. Uh, so uh, just one last question before, uh, before we get ready to sign off. And, and uh, you know, you prepared a big presentation here at ABA Annual, and there's a lot of attorneys here. It's a, it's a big event. And so in the process of doing that, as you're getting ready for your presentation, was there one single takeaway that you'd like to leave with our audience before we get ready to sign off? Well, um, one and a half, if it's okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> right, okay, great. So uh, the, the half, the first part, is that cyber is not all bad stuff. It's not just about security. And I mentioned in the beginning, there is also cyber, cyber security is one thing, IT security, but it's also about cyber intelligence. And you mentioned competitive advantage or uh, cyber intelligence can be also used, the same tools and methods can also be used to collect and analyze data. Something that firms need in processes, again, like due diligence or litigation. That's the half. And the one is, and I mentioned it, is about training. Uh, most companies, or most firms I discuss with, at the beginning think they know and their people are trained and their IT departments cover it. But once we do an assessment, we find that their people are getting 20% out of 100. So I think that any firm needs to assess and understand and find the weakest link, understand their gaps and make sure they know how to cover these gaps. Well, we're running out of time for today, Roy, and I really do appreciate you stopping by. But uh, before we sign off, I want to get some contact information out there for our listeners who might be listening right now. And they say, you know, Roy's a pretty smart guy. I want to talk to him. So how can they reach you? Yes. So uh, again, my name is Roy Zur. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, The company is Cybin Solutions. Uh, And my email is roy.zur 
at cybinsolutions.com. So you can reach out and I, I promise to get back to you as soon as possible. Great. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode, but I want to thank our guest Roy for joining us and also our listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you heard today, please rate us an Apple podcast. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.